I always say that health and fitness to me is so much bigger than just food and exercise. It's also the company you're keeping, the shows you're watching, what are the messages you're getting every single day. And that to me is the metaphysical because that means you're tuning into your spirit. Welcome to the podcast, wherever you're at, in your car, in your living room, hopefully hiking with me because that's where I want to be with you is hiking. But I am actually in my office. We've done, have a whole studio here. We've got amazing people coming in. And of course, last minute, I tell Brooke to sit in the seat with me and ask me questions. And really what I was asking her is, what are the questions maybe she would want to ask or she knows that you would want to hear from me on? And we're just gonna like see what magic unfolds. So we're gonna go on this journey together. But first off, thank you so much for taking a minute and following the podcast. Just go and like click in the upper right hand corner where you're watching this on Apple, Spotify and click follow. If you wanna leave a review, that means the world to me, but we really, really appreciate you. And let's get started. All right, Brooke, it's so good to have you in here. Thank Again, you. people Thank love you. these episodes. I know, Cause I they're very these. candid. They are. Yeah. We don't plan this at all. There's no part of this that's She's planned. like, crap, I have to turn on my brain to ask questions. Okay. I turned it on. Okay. Right, are you ready for them? I'm ready. Okay. So let's talk about, obviously you started your career in fitness and a lot of your listeners and a lot of the people in your realm really want that fitness advice from you. But I think that you've really learned over the years, fitness goes beyond nutrition. It goes beyond working out. It goes beyond just those basic things. So I want to go in a little bit deeper on that because you've also helped me through that in my journey as well of like learning about, yes, the nutritional things, but also like the metaphysical side of fitness, the mm. mindset side of fitness. So like if someone's coming to you and they're like, Danette, I'm trying everything. I'm working out. I'm eating healthy. I'm doing all these things, but I'm still not getting results. What are the questions that you start asking them and what would you say to them? Yeah, well, I'm going to back up because I think we look at our health and we think of food or we think of the amount of time on a treadmill or the amount of time on a bike or going for a jog or whatever. And and we'll also even talk about detoxing. Like detoxing is like a big rage right now. People will detox. And the biggest thing that I notice is that when you choose to eat healing foods, and that's the thing I want to talk about, it's less about how much and it's less about, we, we were taught calories in versus calories out, but that's actually so far from the truth. It's really about, are you living and eating living things? And are you eating things that naturally detox out of your body and naturally give you energy? And the same goes, what will happen, this is what always happens, you start eating healthy foods and then you start looking at your life. The people you have as friends, the choices you're making, your relationships, your relationship with yourself. And I always say that health and fitness to me is so much bigger than just food and exercise. It's also the company you're keeping, the shows you're watching. What are the messages you're getting every single day? And that to me is the metaphysical because that means you're tuning into your spirit. You're tuning into my health and wellness is so much bigger than just food and exercise. This is my livelihood. This is where I feel alive. This is where I create from. When I eat healing foods, I feel more alive. It's not about restriction. It's about giving yourself food. So a lot of times people will come into my programs and be like, I'm eating more than I've ever eaten before. And I love that because I'm like, why would you not? This is not about restriction. And actually, I, I heard this. I've known this and I've talked about it. 
when we start to give ourselves more pleasure, whether it's sexual pleasure or things that we enjoy that create pleasure, whether that's coffee shops or art museums or certain conversations or nature, or even just pleasure of eating foods that you like, you actually don't really hold on to weight and you become more healthy. So there, it's multifaceted, but it really all goes to the spirit. You can't have one without the other. You can't eat really healthy and move your body and not start awakening spiritually. Just it, Everyone awakens spiritually. Totally. Yeah. Could not agree more. So what about those people in this world that, and I'm one of them, they're just like, I struggle with meditation. Like meditation feels like absolute torture to sit down and like meditate and I don't get it. And people are talking about these profound breakthroughs and these colors and all these things they're saying. And to just even do one minute is a struggle. Like, what do you say to someone? I'm really glad you're asking this because I actually have a lot of conversations with Craig around this because I do believe in meditation. I do know that it actually will help you. It'll help anyone who does it to find inner peace. It regulates the nervous system. It calms the brain. It's great for boosting the immunity. There's a host, myriad of results that will come from meditating. But this is so American or first world of all of us to be like, I got to get something from it. And that obviously when you, as soon as you go to meditate to get something, you've lost the point. You're not trying to get something or go somewhere in meditation. It's like just nothingness. And, and it's okay if you don't see anything. Most people don't. Most people don't see anything or have these profound awakenings. If you do, that's great. Lucky you. Like you had in a moment, but then if you sit back on the mat or go for a meditative walk to get to that next experience again and you don't get it and you're disappointed, you're missing the point, mm-hmm. right? There's nowhere to go in meditation. You're not turning off your thoughts. That's also a thing that people are like, oh, my thoughts are coming. I'm not mm-hmm. meditating effectively. You noticing your thoughts is a meditation. And I actually really love meditation, but I also think life is a meditation. Mm. Life can be a meditation. And I'm really starting because I've gone down the rabbit hole of spirituality and I'm really starting to get drawn to people that are like, you people that are striving for so much growth and spirituality, I'm kind of hungry for their wisdom. I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. And it's, there's like a, like almost an exhale that can happen when we go, I'm just going to live. And I'm just going to that you can call it presence all you spiritual people can call it presence I'm just gonna live and whatever happens in that living happens in that living and that is presence but they're not labeling it Mm. and so I think meditation is presence meditation is living Mm, I love that because I think that's so freeing for people that think that they have to sit there and they have to do this whole pose and stuff because For me personally, walking is so meditative. Like Mm -hmm. I could go for a walk forever and get Mm -hmm. lost. And I'm sure for you hiking and like being out in nature Mm -hmm. and that's so meditative. Mm -hmm. You don't always just have to sit there with your palms out, eyes shut, chanting things. And everybody's different. And I say, try them all. Try walking and, and just walking and noticing, feeling your feet, noticing the sky, noticing the trees, noticing the sounds. That's meditation. It's noticing. When people are sitting on the mat with their hands like that, noticing your breath. Noticing internally what's going on. That's meditation. It's like the presence of noticing is meditation. Mm. Noticing your thoughts is a meditation. Okay, so now I have another question. Someone who maybe is at this beginning of, I don't even want to call it a spiritual journey because I think it's, like you said, it's just life. Like we're just in life. We're through this life journey. But maybe they're kind of getting into this realm of like being more curious about meditation and crystals and clearing energy and energy work and all of that. 
What I feel like I see people do is I feel like they just swing super hard one way and all of a sudden they come out in like gaucho pants and like feathers in their hair and like just so dramatic. And it's like their family members are like, what is wrong with you? And it's like, it feels like a little bit of a train wreck for a hot minute. And then all of a sudden, like they kind of get back to a level place. So I guess, and I think that's a lot of things in life. I don't think that's just that realm, but like, talk to me about that. What do you think happens there? And like, what would you say to someone that's maybe like, oh, I'm so into this. And then all of a sudden they, you know, are doing their thing. Yeah. I I, want to kind of go back to something you said, because anytime someone, we call someone swinging to a pendulum, whether it's spirituality or politically or whatever we want to label swinging, and we want to judge it or we don't feel comfortable with their swing. I think all of us need to, because we've all done it. We've all saw somebody and judged and gone, why they shouldn't swing. They should be in the middle. And who are you and I to say someone should swing this way or swing this way or not swing at all and stay in the middle? I think about teens and I think that's what I love about teens is they're constantly swinging because they're figuring out who am I? And so they'll cut their hair or they'll dress a certain way. And parents freaking are freaking out like why are they wearing black and painting their nose like just love people you know because ultimately we're all just trying to figure out who we are and we have so in my opinion have so many like dna lines and life's like remembrances and we're just like some of us are just like penduluming everywhere because we're mm-hmm. trying to like figure out who we are and so i guess i say pendulum like go do your thing and mm-hmm. And if you're interested in crystals and you're interested in gaucho pants, like wear them, (laughs) you know, if that makes you feel alive in the moment and then, but just do you and people are going to talk no matter what. And people are going to have an opinion. And I don't actually think being in the center necessarily means better. Mm, I I don't know if there is a center. I don't know if there's a right or a left. Totally. So if I'm really like looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. And I think the people around us judge our center as whoever we were born as, you know, whoever we kind of Totally. That's That's our homeostasis. We're like, this is how my family is. So this must Mm -hmm. be my center. So anytime you move from how your family raised you, you're penduluming. You're like swinging. Yeah. They're like, what the heck's wrong with oh, you? Oh, yeah. I've done it. I've watched people do it. And it scares us, too, when we want to try different <laughs> yep. things, too. And so I just think it's life to try new things. And then maybe you change your mind. And you're like, oh, I tried that. And I actually, that doesn't fill me anymore. And that's mm. okay. So I have to ask you guys, can I share something a little vulnerable with you? You probably know by now that I'm a health expert, fitness professional, that I've coached thousands of people to living a healthier life. But the truth is, sometimes I don't get enough vegetables and greens in my day. Yeah, I even struggle with this, you guys. And I know the power of superfoods with greens and micronutrients. But here's the deal. I live a busy life just like you. And not all the time do I want to eat a big salad with wheatgrass in it and micronutrients and probiotics and all the things that actually are really great for my body. But most green juices on the market are disgusting. They literally taste like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, let alone getting my kids to drink is just not going to happen. So I set out to try to make the best green juice on the market. One that's packed with actually all the nutrients. It's not watered down. It's organic, has all your trace minerals, It has your probiotic and all your superfood greens like spirulina, wheatgrass, all your fruits and vegetables in one serving. But the biggest key here is it needed to taste amazing. And I'm so happy to tell you, we created 
Island Bliss. And the reason it is called Island Bliss is because it tastes like you're sipping an Island Bliss drink on a beach. I'm not even joking. This tastes like orange dreamsicle. It is so delicious, but it has all of your vegetables, all of your fruit servings, your probiotics, your superfoods, and your trace minerals in one serving. It tastes so good. Kids will drink it just with water. I throw it in just plain water and ice. I sometimes throw it in my smoothies. It is super simple, super delicious. And right now for all of you, this is a one-time order here. What you can do is you can get your Island Bliss by going to earthechofoods.com. So like I said, go to earthechofoods, E-A-R-T-H, echo, E-C-H-O, foods.com and use the code MANIFESTABLE manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. This is a huge discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely be amazed at the taste. You're going to get all of your superfoods in. Now I don't miss a beat. I take this traveling with me everywhere. It is so delicious. I actually find that it helps me not snack on sugary things because it is kind of naturally sweet. It's so good. So it actually helps me with my health goals. So I promise you, your body's going to thank me. So go ahead and go to earthechofoods.com. At the checkout, use the word manifestable, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L, manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. I love you guys. Okay. So let's talk about something that you kind of told me the other day. Let's talk about like when somebody's in this phase of discomfort, like when we're talking about this pendulum swing, pendulum swing, let's talk about if somebody is going to a new phase in their life and they're uncomfortable and like what starts to happen. Because this literally happened for me. And you happens called, to all of us. <laughs> and you called me right out on it. And it was like a good for me to see that. But yeah, let's talk about that. I think that's just part of our evolution. Like, so what I was kind of describing to Brooke and like what I've watched in my own life is like, and watched in everybody's lives ultimately is you're born and you're born with these set of beliefs. You're conditioned. There's no two ways to spin it. You're conditioned when you're born and you're conditioned to that belief system, to the way they talk, to the way they dress, to the way they live their lives. And so that's your homeostasis. By the age of five, that becomes your homeostasis. And it gets even indoctrinated even more as you stay in that household or those experiences that you have. It could be trauma. It could be joyful. It doesn't really matter. That is your homeostasis. It can be financial wealth. It can be poverty. It can be all sorts of things. And so as we get older, for those who are learning to tune in and listen a little bit more to themselves and figuring out like whether that's swinging to the left or right, if we want to label it, what happens is they, I believe is like, we're here because we were raised this way. And then we're like venturing out. Some people stay here. Some people are like, no way that does not feel safe. And so you will look at generation after generation and they're doing the exact same thing, living in the same town, like dressing the same, talking the same, eating the same, and they stay. Mm -hmm. And then there are some souls who are like, I feel angry in this position. I feel like there's more for me. And so they venture out and they're trying these other things. And when you're venturing out, you have to know this feels good. This feels like 65 degrees in a house or 70 degrees in a house. And that feels safe because you didn't die when you were doing that. So now you're out here and it starts to get uncomfortable because anything you knew you're doing, so you're starting to come out here and it's like, whoa. So what happens is a lot of times people want to come back here and they, they'll come home for a little bit and that's okay. But they, but they, some people stay because it's like, 
oh, I, and then they have to justify why everyone out here is wrong because I'm going to stay here. So I have to make myself feel better about staying here. So then they judge everyone out here. And then some people are like, okay, I came back and tasted this and I'm discovering I like this, but I'm letting some of this other stuff go. And where do I want to be? What feels true for me? And then you just grow a little more and it feels more uncomfortable. You might come back here. You might come here. Then you just keep going and going until you really are in your fullest expression of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like a rubber band. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. the way you described it to me. It's like keep stretching, Literally. stretching, yeah. and it just wants to go back. I was like that with religion for a long time. Really? And drinking. Like I had a big thing around drinking. Like no one wholly would ever take a sip of alcohol. My first sip was at 35. My family probably rolling over if they're hearing this right now because you don't do that. And I remember I like would try and then I would feel guilt and then I would like go, it can't be in the home and then it could be in the home and then it can't be in the home because I was yo-yoing. Like, what's my truth around alcohol? This is my family's truth around alcohol. This is what I've seen with alcohol. What's Danette's truth around alcohol? Mm -hmm. Same with religion, same with the clothes I wear, every, everything. So actually, let's talk about alcohol, because I think the way that you healed that is really interesting, the way that you went about that. So break family, that down. just put your fingers in your ears, because my family's not going to want to hear this. Because <laughs> I grew up, no one in my family drinks to this day. No one has touched alcohol to their lips, and I never, ever touched it to my lips until age 35. I also just, not just a religious belief, but it was a health belief. I was like, this is not healthy for you. And I don't know if there's any benefit to alcohol other than I do think that your mind determines things a lot. So what I did, because I was such a judger, like judging myself, judging others who drank. And I was like, this alcohol piece is a piece to many things in my life. It's one piece of many things. And so I remember going to Italy and I was in that yo-yoing and I wouldn't drink. I would have a sip, like a sip. It wasn't even like I really drank, but I would judge and I would feel bad and da-da-da. So I went to Italy and I was like, told my husband, I said, anytime I feel negativity around drinking or like I might want to try it because they offer you like champagne for breakfast. Like it's like not, it's not the same from what I'm used to. And I was like, I'm going to drink. So you might see me drinking at eight, but I've got to break this judgment around holiness and alcohol. And so <laughs> I just drank a lot of just random stuff in it. Well, it was more champagne in Italy. And he didn't drink with me. He would, that's not his journey. It wasn't like I needed to drink. And it, it was like kind of just was numbing out the judgment more than anything. Mm -hmm. Just like if I'm going to judge myself, I'm going to drink. Wow. But I do that in a lot of areas. So that's just one of many. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's such a great example of like how you really, yeah, you can heal things by mm -hmm. calling yourself out along the way. Mm -hmm. I think another thing when it also came to the alcohol is there was someone that you really looked up to that you labeled as spiritual and like deeply connected and you watched them drink like a whole bottle of champagne by themselves. And you were like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember I did. I said it to her. I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, why are you drinking so much? <laughs> like, what? Like, you want to stop at two? <laughs> but she was like a five or something. Yeah. I think that, well, it's like the gaucho pants, this, this crystal conversation, even to the conversation of things that aren't spiritual that we want to judge, that we don't put in the spiritual category, but it might be political or whatever we want to mm -hmm. put it in. But 
I think what I'm just kind of learning is that, and it's a journey, I'm not here yet, but a judgment. Mm -hmm. Because anytime we're judging other people, we're just judging ourselves. Is that not the truth? (laughs) Where do you see women hold themselves back the most? Like, if you're looking at women as a whole. Right here. Yeah. Right here. I feel that women are afraid to speak what they really desire. And actually today we've interviewed a couple people and everyone's talking about agency of their yes and their no. And these are people that are empowering women. And I agree. Like I, when I close my eyes in meditation, I just see millions of people with those like chains around their throats and mine included, you know, and it's like taking the key and just unlocking it and letting it fall off. And I'm working on it a lot because I still don't always say what I really want to say. I don't always do what I really want to do because of whether it's people pleasing or whether it's that's not appropriate to say. And I try to talk to my daughters about it is like just owning your no, owning your intuition, owning your thoughts and your beliefs and doing it not that everyone has to believe the way you believe or believe the voice, the message you're speaking, but because it's yours. And you have this voice for a reason. So speak Mm -hmm. it. What do you say to someone who is like, I don't even know where my voice is. I'm so disconnected from my voice. I don't even, you talk about a voice, but I feel like I'm just living everybody else's beliefs. What do you say to someone? You got to get connected back to your body. I think that most people that feel disconnected from a voice, but they say your voice box is a very similar shape to your womb in your uterus. And I think that, you know, just now that I've been talking to these sexual experts, this womb is the center of the core of the body. And so can you get back into your center? Can you get into your sovereign? Yes. And your sovereign? No. Sexually, can you get into moving this body, feeling this body and doing it on your terms, whether that's walking on the ground with bare feet, whether that's hugging trees, whether that's sitting in nature, laying your back on the grass, looking up at the sky. I think We underestimate these powerful tools in nature. That's what I really wanted to talk about today is like nature does so much that we're just not really taking advantage of, I don't think. I think we're walking, but are we hugging? Are we laying on the grass? Are we looking at the stars? Are we like really noticing? Are we breathing in the air and feeling it go in? Are we listening to the wind? Like all these elements of nature that I think honestly will bring out our voice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just a woo terminology. It's scientific. There's mm-hmm. actual science behind all of that being yeah. in nature. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I've asked you this before, but just kind of to wrap this up, I'd love to hear what is something that you want to talk more about? What's something that you think the world needs to hear more of? What's something you're feeling like really passionate about? It is around women and empowerment. Actually, as I was getting ready for today, my oldest daughter, who's in college, but home for the summer, she came in and they're sitting up in the bathroom, my youngest and her. And we were talking about the Lakota. And we were talking about how, you know, one thing that they're really trying to do in their culture is raise the men up. And she was like, I think it's the men that need to feel rise up and feel empowered. I'm like, what about the women? And she's like, it does. It, it is the women. It is the women, but as the women are rising up, they're like pushing the men down, thinking that that's going to help. It's just like no different than the bully on the playground. It's like, yeah, I love women empowerment, but I'm also, I I would never call myself a feminist because, and I want to talk about this stuff because I find that as soon as we're, we're saying I'm separate from, I'm woman, you're man, and you did this and I'm angry. Yes, I understand that's part of 
some of people's process, but I'm like, as like on a higher, higher level, I'm like, as soon as we're doing that, we're not creating this beautiful equilibrium that we're all looking for, right? And it's disempowering to these men and it creates, it's not healthy for the world, for the woman to just think that she's so empowered, but I'm going to shove another man down because he disempowered me. No, we disempowered ourselves. Mm. The woman's powerful regardless. She's already powerful. So I personally love talking about remembering your power. No one's giving it to you. No one took it from you. Like you already are powerful. And I like would love to just keep sharing more and more about that in a women empowerment space without it being feminism or pushing that someone's separate than me. And usually we're using men as that separation. Man, remember your power. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. amazing. Well, thank you for having me today. <laughs> well, that was, I, I got passionate. I'm like, got fire in my pants. I'm ready to like use my voice. <laughs> that We're was good. In. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being with us today. And if you love this episode, please tag us. We'll put Brooke's Instagram below. So tag both of us because she'll DM you. I'll DM you if you tag us. And thanks again for taking a minute and rating this podcast. Go follow it first, then give it a rating because that really helps so I can bring epic guests on for you. I love you guys so much. Thanks for being on the Manifestable podcast. Yeah.